Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm going to be going over my top 12 wide receiver rankings. With the draft being over and free agency pretty much wrapping up, I thought this would be a good time to revisit these rankings and adjust them and share them with you guys. So if you guys also haven't seen it, I just put out my running back rankings two days ago. So after this video, check those out if you haven't already. If you're watching this video and you're enjoying the content, please like and subscribe. That would really help the channel out a lot. And also make sure you guys let me know your thoughts in the comments. What rankings do you guys agree with? Which ones do you disagree with? I want to hear your thoughts and I'll make sure to get back to you. So let's get into it. The number 12 guy on my list is Saints receiver Michael Thomas. And Thomas was honestly kind of a difficult guy to grade just because of the differences between his 2019 and 2020 seasons. He had one of the best wide receiver seasons ever in 2019, and he was first in points and points per game for fantasy wide receivers. He was number one in targets, target share, receptions, receiving yards, and red zone receptions. So obviously he just dominated all over the field and was basically the best receiver out there. But his 2020 season was just a huge disappointment. He dealt with injuries. He got suspended by the Saints. And just overall, when he was on the field, he did not play well. He didn't even catch a touchdown the entire season. And so going into 2021, it's really hard to rank him. You know, I don't feel confident going either way. Is he going to return to his 2019 form? Or are we going to see more of his 2020 production? And I think it's definitely going to land somewhere in the middle but the reason he's kind of lower on this list than maybe some people think he should be is just because of the uncertainty at quarterback. I think him and Drew Brees' skill sets really lined up nicely. Drew Brees was kind of pushing the short passes later in his career, and Michael Thomas fit right into that. But now you have a Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston combination. And so I just don't think those guys are going to be able to give Michael Thomas the same volume that he was getting in years past because Michael Thomas is a receiver who relies on receptions, a lot of targets, a lot of volume. He's not a guy who's going to get three catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. He's going to get his points on eight receptions for 100 yards. That's where he's really producing. And he's never been a double digit touchdown guy. So he really needs that volume to be effective. And I just don't know if Jameis or Taysom Hill are going to be able to give him that same efficiency that he had with Drew Brees. At number 11, I have Allen Robinson from the Bears. And Allen Robinson has just been one of the safest and most consistent fantasy receivers year in and year out. Last year, he was third in targets with 151 and then fourth in receptions with 102. And the Bears have had some shakeups this offseason. Mitch Trubisky is gone. You have Andy Dalton coming in at quarterback, which I think is a little bit of an upgrade over Mitch, but not like a huge one. But then the Bears went out in the draft and they traded up to select Justin Fields to be their quarterback of the future. And I'm not really sure how the Bears are going to handle this. If I had to guess, I think Andy Dalton starts the season off at quarterback. And maybe if he struggles, Justin Fields comes in. But that just gives some extra potential for Allen Robinson, because if we're being honest, Justin Fields as a rookie will probably be the best quarterback Allen Robinson has ever had. Robinson has had to deal with Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, and Nick Foles. It's just been absolutely horrendous for Allen Robinson. So if he's able to step in with a halfway decent quarterback, he could really be looking at a top tier wide receiver one season. 
At number 10, I have Julio Jones, and Julio Jones is coming off of an injury-plagued 2020 season. He only played in nine games, but he was injured through a lot of those games. He was just dealing with a nagging hamstring injury that really just kind of derailed his season. Even though Julio missed time last year, I feel like people are blowing this out of proportion. They're saying, oh, he's old. He's going to be injury prone. He's not going to be able to bounce back. Julio is only 32, which I know for football, it's not super young, but they're acting like Julio Jones is totally washed up. Julio Jones is still a great player. And from 2014 to 2019, Julio only missed four games. If we're being honest, I don't think this seven games he missed in 2020 is that big of a deal. If this happened to a younger player like a Devontae Adams or DeAndre Hopkins, no one's going to be going out the next year and saying, oh, I think they're going to be injured this year. That's just not what's going to happen. So I'm all in on Julio Jones again this year. I think the Falcons have shown they're committed to winning. They're in a win now mode. They didn't go out and draft a quarterback. They kept Matt Ryan, restructured his deal to be the quarterback for this year and likely next year. And he's going to be out there with an offense that wants to push the ball down the field. The Falcons were number three in pass plays per game last year. So if Julio is healthy and out on the field, he is going to be producing at a fantasy wide receiver one level. Moving on to number nine, I have DK Metcalf, who had a pretty impressive 2020 season. He finished at number eight in points per game and number seven in total points. Metcalf really started the season out on fire. And then when the Saints offense kind of cooled off, so did Metcalf's production. I do have some concerns with DK Metcalf, and it's not really due to his personal potential. It's more due to the Seahawks offense as a whole. There is definitely some uncertainty there. They have a new offensive coordinator coming in and they have already expressed that they want to run the ball more, which obviously isn't great if you're a receiver. With me ranking DK Metcalf at number nine, I really don't think I'm going to have many shares of him this season because I've seen him generally being picked as a top seven wide receiver and I don't see him there, but I definitely think he's still going to be a very solid option this year and will finish as a wide receiver one. Now at number eight, I have Calvin Ridley, who really had a breakout year in 2020. He was number four in points per game and number four in total points. And he was really effective with Julio in and out of the lineup. So I've kind of seen some people saying that, you know, Calvin Ridley should be ranked a lot lower because if Julio's healthy, then he's going to be less effective. And I don't really think that's necessarily true. Calvin Ridley's fantasy numbers didn't really waver much depending on whether or not Julio was in or out of the lineup. Ridley's really kind of carved out his own space in this offense. He was number one in air yards and deep targets among wide receivers in the NFL. And he was also number two in red zone targets. So even though Julio is kind of like that bigger bodied receiver, it's been known that Julio doesn't have a ton of touchdown upside. So even though Calvin Ridley's not a huge guy, he's been getting a lot of work in the red zone, which you definitely like to see. I think I moved Calvin Ridley down two spots since my last rankings, and that's really just due to Kyle Pitts being drafted by the Falcons. I just think Pitts is going to come in. He's another weapon on that offense. So, you know, he might come in and take five to 10 targets away from Ridley, but I still really like Calvin Ridley this year. And he's a guy that I think you may be able to get later than the number eight wide receiver slot. Next up at number seven, I have Keenan Allen from the Chargers. He was number five in targets and receptions last year, despite only playing in 14 games. And with Justin Herbert at quarterback, Keenan Allen is just a clear fantasy wide receiver one. He's the Chargers number one receiving option by far. He's the one who's going to get that volume. He's going to be getting those red zone looks. And the Chargers went out 
and made huge offensive line improvements this offseason. They upgraded three different O-line slots, and so I really think that should only help Keenan Allen. Justin Herbert's going to have more time back there, and it's just going to lead to a more efficient and effective passing offense. Now at number six, I have Justin Jefferson, the number eight wide receiver in points per game and number six in total points last year as a rookie, which is pretty unheard of. And he wasn't even involved in the offense until week three. So I think if he had that full season of involvement, those numbers would have been even better. And when I'm looking at his 2020 stats, I don't really see any reason why Jefferson wouldn't be able to improve on those numbers. He's going to be the scripted number one wide receiver for all 17 games next year. And where I really see an improvement that's kind of possible is in that touchdown upside because his counterpart, Adam Thielen, scored 14 touchdowns last year, which was five more than he had in any other year. So I think Thielen is likely to regress there. And if Justin Jefferson can pick up one or two of those touchdowns while also catching a couple more passes for 50 or 100 more yards, he's a locked in top six fantasy wide receiver next year. Moving on to number five, I have A.J. Brown from the Titans. Brown was number five in points per game last year, and that was with him playing an entire season with a knee injury that basically would have been season-ending. Also, this offseason, the Titans basically cleaned house at their skill positions. They lost Jonu Smith, Corey Davis, and Adam Humphreys, and they only brought in Josh Reynolds to replace those guys. So right now, A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry are really the only options that the Titans have on their offense, so they're just going to be feeding those players. That's why in my running backs video, I talked about Derrick Henry as my number three running back, just because if he can stay healthy, he's going to have such a large workload, it's really going to be impossible to not live up to that top tier running back one potential. And I see the same thing with A.J. Brown. He's already a guy who makes those huge plays on a week-to-week basis, and if you add volume on top of that, the ceiling is really endless for A.J. Brown. Now at number four, I have Devontae Adams, which may seem like a shock to people, but this is really just all due to the Aaron Rodgers situation. If Aaron Rodgers was content with staying with the Packers, Devontae Adams would be my clear-cut number one, no questions asked. In my opinion, it would be crazy for him to not be the number one if Rodgers is there, but if Rodgers leaves, I mean, I think Devontae Adams could drop a couple more spots lower than this, just because even if he is the best wide receiver in football, if he doesn't have a top quarterback getting him the ball, I don't think he's going to be able to compete fantasy-wise with the Tyree Kills, the Stephon Diggs, the DeAndre Hopkins. And so Devontae Adams owners better be hoping that Rodgers can figure this thing out. But if you look at Devontae Adams' 2020 season, I mean, it was just insane. Number one in points per game and total points, even though he only played 14 games, he was number four in targets, number one in target share, number one in red zone targets, number one in yards after catch, number one in touchdowns. So if Rodgers is there, Devontae Adams is the clear number one, but we really just have to wait and see how this thing plays out. At number three, I have DeAndre Hopkins, who in his first year with the Cardinals was number eight in points per game and number five in total points. He was number two in targets, target share, receptions, receiving yards, and yards after the catch. And that's really encouraging stuff to see, especially for a guy that kind of changed teams. And there were some questions before this season how he was going to fit in with Kyler. And I think the answer is that he fit in pretty well. And so I really only see that improving. I think you have more chemistry. Kyler's going to be more improved going into his third year in the NFL. 
So I just expect his 2020 numbers to go up. Now at number two, I have Stefan Diggs. He was number three in points per game and total points last year. He was an absolute target monster, finishing first in targets, receptions, and receiving yards. And when I'm looking at his 2021 outlook, I don't really see anything changing. I think if Josh Allen can repeat his 2020 success, I don't really see any reason why Stephon Diggs won't finish as a top two fantasy wide receiver. With Devontae Adams dropping to number four, my new number one wide receiver is Tyree Kill. And I think he was most people's number two, you know, prior to this Devontae Adams news. He was number two in points per game and total points last year. He's attached to the most explosive offense in the NFL, and he showed a lot of improvement in his consistency in 2020. In 2019, he was kind of seen as a boomer bust player. You know, he could give you that really, really high ceiling, but his floor was going to be pretty low. But really in 2020, he kind of fixed that. He put up impressive numbers on a week-to-week basis, and he really got his production from all over. He was number nine in targets, number two in deep targets, number seven in receiving yards, and number two in total touchdowns. So he's getting the touchdowns, he's getting receiving yards, and he's also getting targets. So you really see him getting that fantasy value all over. And so Tyreek Hill is currently my number one. All right, so those are my top 12 fantasy wide receivers for the 2021 season. I'll continue to update these throughout the off season. Once again, if you guys like this video, make sure you leave a like and subscribe. I would really appreciate it. And also make sure you guys let me know your thoughts in the comment section. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. See you next time.